Hello and welcome to the Sassy Southern Yankee. My name is Debbie Happy Cohen and I am the founder of Joy Based Living. We're in season two of the Sassy Southern Yankee, which began as soon as all the news about Corona began. And um, I realized that a lot of families and parents and kids were going to be home all together for very long periods at a time. And um, I, although I've been a life and business coach for about 20 years prior to that, um, I had a master's degree in counseling, specifically marriage and family therapy systems and things like that. So I was a little keenly aware of what might be needed in, in, in the way of support and education and inspiration. And I invited my friend, Michelle Stone, who is an artist and an art teacher and an art therapy life coach. She's in Tampa. I'm in Alabama. We've known each other for about 20 years, and she's just amazing. She's got YouTube videos out where she doodles every day and encourages people to take out their pencils and crayons and paints and, and get their stuff out. If you want to hear any of our episodes or see any of our joint blog posts, just go to joybaseliving.com and click on Lioness in the main menu, and you'll see all of us. This is episode 53, by the way, so we've been rolling it. Mm -hmm. I think I did 13 by myself, so we've done 40, Michelle. Wow, that's crazy. That's insane. What? 40, really? I don't even, I can't even, I don't even know what to say. So this is episode 53. 40, wow. I'm just amazed. And, um... And, and so if you wanted to get to this particular episode, because sometimes we share URLs or art images, uh, just go to the search bar at the bottom of joybaseliving.com and type in episode 53 and you'll find us right there. Um, you can also listen to this podcast on all the major platforms like iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify, etc. Um, if you hear me typing in the background, it's because I'm taking notes for the blog post, not because I'm ignoring Michelle, because that would really be horrible if I was doing that. <laughs> and, and if you hear any bangs in the background, it's because she's opened some marker that had a really loud sound to it or something. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, we want to thank you all for your likes and comments and especially your comments, your feedback to us has just been amazing and it's kept us going. And in fact, we have something new that we're going to be rolling out in the next few weeks that we are so excited about. Mm -hmm. So keep the comments coming. We love you guys. We love that you, we love that you care so much about your well-being and your inner well-being and the well-being of your kids and your families. And we're talking about like emotional and and inner well-being and relational well-being. And that to us means that you're on the cutting edge because most people don't, don't take that time and it does take time and it does take courage. And so today's topic for episode 53 is how to listen to your heart and hear it clearly. I believe that when we listen to our own hearts and we follow our own hearts, then we also, we give people, other, other people permission to do the same, including the people that we love most, but not just because we're doing it by example, but when we are the kind of people who are being true to ourselves, then when they come to us with their questions or or guidance asking for guidance we're invested in having them listen to their heart because we know the value of it Mm -hmm. because when somebody is listening to their heart they stand taller and they have more self-respect and they have more dignity and they have more of their own sense of personhood and then they can relate better with others with confidence and with strength and with ease and with joy because I'm going to say this word because they haven't betrayed themselves. Mm. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Like, like I think when we don't listen to our hearts or we don't do the practices that it takes to clean up the noise so that we can hear it clearly. Cause I think our hearts are always speaking to us. Mm -hmm. 
And when we listen, we do get signs and life does get quite magical. It doesn't always get easier. No, no. Because sometimes it means you need to like cut some stuff out that you're used to, or you need to start something that you're scared of. So, you know, when I brought up the topic to Michelle, I just feel really excited about it. Um, I, I think that we, we have enough of our society listening to their heads and we have enough of our society living in fear. Mm, yes. And I think that the more of us who are really listening to our hearts and hearing it clearly, um, I'll end, I'll end this part on this note. When we were talking about our whys yesterday, Michelle, what is all that noise going on in the background? Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, when we were talking about our whys yesterday and mine was, um, I'm midwifing a new world. And for this reason, I do, I have been doing for the last 20 years, everything and anything to cajole, inspire, move, motivate, herd, you know, push, whatever it takes to help people's visions come out and bring them to life. Because when people's visions are brought to life, the world becomes a more heartful, soulful place. And that is pretty much the only thing I care about. I'm kind of like a midwife for the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> and that means each one of our joys and freedoms being fully free and fully expressed. Right. And that is the reason that we're here today. And it's, it's what's kept me going all these years. So, Michelle, I just feel like you are somebody who is really like my cohort in and and the bunch of us at joy-based living who are who's ha having the courage to say i'm going to listen to my heart and if i don't know what it's saying i'm going to do better to listen and if i do know what it's saying but i'm not doing it i'm going to get accountability what does it mean to you to listen to your heart and hear it clearly because you've been doing that for a lot of years well, I mean, when you first brought up this topic, I immediately went to when we first met, which was, what, 21 years ago now? Something yeah. like that. Oh yeah. Gosh. Uh, right? Because it was, it was January of 99. And, um, and so I remember, like, answering the article and going, hey, you know, with my, my, my girlfriend, Nikki, okay, you know, where are we going? What are we doing? Um, and so she was like, oh, yeah, you know, there's Debbie Happy Cohen has, has got this, this talk. Let's go check it out. So we did. And I remember being completely enamored by the idea of, and at the time it was Reach Your Stars. Yeah. But I, I, I think that whatever here's what I've, what I've discovered in just thinking about this in the last 21 years with you. And, you know, and it's been, I've done classes and then taken a break and done classes again. It's always had the same feeling. Yeah. And it goes back to, um, who is that? Maya Angelou, who says, who, who, you know, one of her, one of her quotes was, you may not remember what people say, but though you'll remember how they made you feel. And so Reach Your Stars felt the same as, what was the one that we did like in the 20, uh, uh, master, um, Wholehearted Masterminding. Mm -hmm. And then with Joy-Based Living kind of, it, it, it's the same feeling, just like kicked it up uh, uh, several notches. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's this whole like following your, like whatever it is that that gift that you have inside Mm -hmm. it's following that and, and I remember sitting wherever we sat it's one of the, the local bookstores um, and you were like you know if you and, and I know I've, I've shared this before on our podcast um, if you could you know not have to worry about anything and could just do whatever it is that you want to do what would that look like and up until that point, no one had ever said anything like that to me. But yet my heart feels like, felt like 
like I, I needed that. Like it was yearning for that question. Wow. Yeah. Because I remember going, wait, what? You really? Oh my gosh. I don't know. And you literally had to pull it out of me. You were like, well, maybe let, let's say, what if this could be a possibility? And I was like, wait, what if, because the, the, the grandest vision of me doing like what I am doing now 20 years ago was just not a possibility in my mind. Mm. And, and so for you to say, all right, so let's just, let's just say that this could be a possibility, you know, like take that edge off of it a little bit. And I was like, okay, what could be the possibility? Me being a professional artist, me being, I mean, the essence of what I described to you is being a professional artist, um, being an art instructor, you know, sharing, all these different modalities with the people who walk through my door and people beyond, you know, beyond that. And then that was what, like 21 years ago. And we worked together for a good year and a half or so. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then you had a bunch of adventures. Yep. Then I went on a bunch of adventures. I moved to the Midwest and, um, went to art school and, you know, did a bunch of other stuff. And then I came back and when I came back was about like 10 years ago. It was just before, yeah, so maybe like 11, 12 years ago. And it was basically the same thing, but I had recently moved back to Tampa um, and, you know, wanted to like step into that realm again. And you were able to, and, and the thing that the, the beautiful thing is like, you know, how do you listen to your heart and hear it clearly? is the way that you've helped me is by, by, like you said, you know, giving little pushes, little nudges, little cajoles, little, you know, I remember very, very clearly that you, um, that you asked me to watch, uh, uh, the, the karate kid. I was like, why does she want me to watch the karate kid? What, what is all of this about? So I watched it, did the thing. And at the end, it was essentially, you know, can you be coached? Like Ralph Macchio did not want to be coached for the longest time. He was like, what are you talking about? Wax on, wax off, you know, all this nonsense. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was like, yeah, of course I want to be coached. You know, I I want to live into whatever this feeling is inside of me that I, that, that led me to meet you. And, um, and then again, you know, like 12 years ago, stepping into that realm uh, you know, like I remember you asking me, okay, so if this is what you want to do. And at the time I was, I was delving into jewelry and, you know, that type of thing. Um, and you're like, okay, so if this is really what you want to do, how do you, how do you plan on getting there? What, what are the steps that you're going to take? And, you know, at that point, just making a simple phone call was like, oh, oh. gosh, what? Oh, you know, heart palpitations the whole night. Um, but just like, you know, taking these and, and how to hear it clearly. And so the more that I've, that you've helped me, um, hone in on it, the, the more, the, the resonance of my heart has stepped forward, not stepped forward, but hearts don't have feet, but the, how the, you know, it's like, it's, it's become more resonant. Yeah, like a, like when clearer. like like when you tune a piano. Yes, or somebody. I don't know how to tune a piano, but I was watching that on YouTube today. But like, or somebody's tuning a guitar, so like your heart feels more in tune. Yes, is, it, is that is that a good metaphor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The heart feels so much more in tune, so much more in alignment. In um, What's and that word that we've been using a lot lately? Oh, oh, co- oh coherent and... Um, yes. But there was another word, consistent. There, was a, there were some other words around that. But, like, what is... When, you're, when, you're, when your heart feels in alignment and your heart feels in tune, why does that... I'm going to ask... It's an obvious question, but I, I'm curious to see what comes out. Like, why does that mean so much to you? Why does that feel so good to you? Because I know what it's like to not have it and how lost I felt and how, yeah, how lost. It was like, 
I remember I remember when I was 19 and I moved from upstate New York to Tampa, Florida. And at the time, I didn't have, I wasn't able to articulate it. And the best way that I articulated it was by saying that I didn't want to be a dog chasing its tail. And, and that, was the, that was the phrase that I used. Okay. But it, it's essentially, when, for those, those of you listening, it's, it's one of those where I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. I don't want to just. You don't want to be in the rat race. I don't want to be in the rat race. I don't want to just kind of, you know, make the moves through life. I want to be able to live life to the, to the fullest. I, I knew that I was yearning for something. Mm. I didn't know what it was. Mm. And it was like all these different serendipities that, that led to you. And then meeting you has been like, since then, this, one of the most profound experiences in my life to help me push me forward and, and, clarifying all of that well I want to say something to that because like I'm so glad that I've been that person in your life or a person that way in your life like one of the things that I realized I do that I wish more people did was is that I hold you to what you say that you really want Mm -hmm. but first I really dial in and I make sure that you're like you're tuned into the radio station that I can feel your own integrity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can feel like I can feel you not BSing yourself. Like, right. like, like if you go, well, you know, I just want a degree in this, this or that. And I would, then I would look at you and roll my eyes and go, I didn't feel anything underneath that. <laughs> so, 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 I mean like that, that, that wasn't you, but uh, you know, in other words, in other words, be having a really good BS meter for, for what lights up your eyes when, or lights up your voice when you talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and that, and this is the piece where I think that as communities, as villages, as groups of people in relationships, it's so easy to abandon each other mm-hmm. that we don't hold each other to those standards true and and i've noticed that like i have like a lot of really spiritual friends and stuff and they'll have all these real spiritual conversations and spiritual community meetings and prayer groups and then i go well you've been wanting to do xyz for so many years how come nobody's ever held you to it like nobody, it never dawned on anybody to hold somebody else to, to, to accountable, accountable yeah. to their own heart. Mm-hmm. And, and I, like, I, I can hear it even in my voice right now. Like to me that there's, that's like incredulous. Right. Like, I don't know why, because I was brought up in this culture too. I was brought up in Miami, Florida. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I don't know why I have this instinct But you know how some people have an instinct for, like, raising flowers or, you know, dogs or whatever? Like, Mm -hmm. I have this instinct for how people are supposed to be with each other's dreams. And I don't mean that it's supposed to be like, oh, that's what you want to be. Then you need to be the best at it. We have to send you to the best schools. I don't mean that. And you know I don't mean that. Like, Like, it's like, what is it that you're so in that you're so enlivened by? That if you didn't do it, you would feel held back. You would feel like a crunch in your system or right. you'd feel a conflict or a, like the foot's on the brake. Yeah. And then, and then simply holding you to it over and over and over and over again in, in little ways and in big ways. And then sometimes it looks like a real little thing, but to me, it's a real big thing. Right. <laughs> and then, and then based on the delays that go on, I, I get to see that it really was a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because of the, the, and what's big is just simply the resistances of who do I think I am or um, if this and that were to happen in my life, who would I be surpassing or who would I piss off or what voices in my head would really beat me up if I, you know, had that level of power or that level of success. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, and so a lot of times, like, if you think about it logically, there's no reason 
that you couldn't have just thought the thought, I want to be an artist and an art teacher and do art therapy and just gone and done it. Right, right, right. Right. And so what we've done, maybe this is the feeling you've had, because I've never really asked anybody to articulate it before or never, nobody ever really tried to was um, like, like as you're going along your journey, I help you move the, you know, how like the, the guys in the racetracks have like the people, the mechanics helping them. Right. Um, like, like they do, they do another couple of rounds and then the mechanics change their oil and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Give them and new tires. And, give yeah, them yeah. new tires. Or, I think that's kind of what we do during our conversations. Like, like you, like, cause we'll have a conversation and then usually not during Corona, but at normal times you're like out there you're out at soccer games with your son you're out like you know running around all of north south and mid Tamp everywhere st Pete. like you're just everywhere right mm-hmm. and then we get back on the phone together and then then you're catching me up and all i care about is the thread line story of the thing that really matters to you and, <laughs> and, and you have like 500 million details and then you're like I didn't do blah 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 I was like well what did you do and then you start telling me what you did right the and do then, rights the do rights and then we start honoring that you did those things right and how you are grow- like like because to me as long as you're growing in the right direction I guess what's happening from this conversation is like this could be like how to coach yourself like how to listen to your heart, how to hear it clearly is really like how to coach yourself. Mm-hmm. And and I think what you're saying underneath all of that is I know what I really want. I just don't always have it articulated and I'm not always true to it. And it's real easy for me to get distracted. So you can, can you please make sure that my oils change so that I'm on the right track, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I go. Right, right, right. right. So that I don't wait five years and then all of a sudden I'm way in left field and then we have to start from scratch again. Yeah. Right. And I wonder what it's like for you, Michelle, on two levels. I wonder what it's like for you having other people around you who are also in the same conversation so that you're supporting them, which puts you in coach position in a, in a, um, in a casual way. Right. Mm-hmm, Cause mm-hmm. you know, because you'll be holding them to the wire on some level. And I wonder what it's, how this might have been um, influencing your parenting style, you you know, your relationship with your son, because I know how much that means to you. So I'm curious. Um, I... It, it's it's true it's true I um I guess I'm gonna and I hadn't thought about it until you started I guess I did a little bit but not as much as the as, as how you helped me articulate it but I, I I am in a leadership position in several areas of my life um at the at the the cultural center where I'm you know, an art instructor as well as a curator, and I'm in charge of six different galleries. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's um, I, I'm also on several different art organizations throughout Tampa Bay, and then I lead a. Um, well, I guess I kind of co-lead a group, uh, a missionary group that uh, has gone to Arusha, Tanzania. So I'm, I'm helping facilitate. I want to say facilitate, but I'm really, it, it it's, keeps coming up that like I'm the, the, the glue has kind of put a bunch of different aspects of it together. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that, you know, where, where I'm just like, I, I want to see the best and I want to, and, and the ability, and, and I'll get to my son in a minute, but the ability to be able to reflect on the lessons that I've learned by being coached by you and how I'm able to like hone in onto my feelings about what I've got going on, my resistances, my, um, the, you know, the, the, the directions that, I that I could go 
it helps me see that with helps me encourage artists and, and you know in their art helps me encourage um fellow curators and and gallery owners and in, in what they do it also helps me um, encourage and lead some of my friends in arusha and then in regards to my son um i yeah i i'm constantly helping him uh you know just step into more of who he is and and what he likes and just like learning more about himself does that help yeah yeah that's like it and and so like what do you think that does for your relationship it um it it strengthens the bond in in all of those areas mm-hmm. yeah i, I, I what I'm kind of hearing from you that you that you didn't put words to, but I can feel mm-hmm. is I wonder if you've become a better listener, maybe a more intuitive listener, maybe a more in tune listener. I would venture to say definitely more more intuitive and in tune listener, because when I hear when I it. Kind of like what you've done with me over the years, where mm-hmm. you you know you have this this BS meter, if you will. Um, I, I I try to hone in on, just like what you said. I I I I hone in on what they want, mm. or mm. what. Um, I'm going to put a word there. I'll put a word there. Yeah. What they really want. Well, sometimes they don't even know what they really want and I can help them articulate what it is. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what it is, is that I'm able to say, well, wait, you're coming at, you you know, I'm, we're, we're having a conversation you're telling me, you're explaining whatever story, whatever part of your life that, that you're explaining. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to say, you know, I'm able to mirror the conversation and, and say, you know, well, it sounds like, or what I'm hearing is, and they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I turn into that mentor where they're texting me or emailing me or, yes. you know, reaching out to me, or, but, you know, just whatever and what about this what about that oh my gosh and and I'm like oh well here's here's another option here check this out here look at this here you know um well but like the thing that the thing that I love that you're naming is like you know as you're asking them what about this or that and then they're contacting you back again for more details for their mm -hmm. own experience Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're laying the groundwork for honing in on what they really want you see a lot of people jump straight into solution for people right oh you're having a problem with blah 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 well go do blah 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 and i'm like wait a minute (laughs) yeah 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 you you know and then the backing up is before you're about to like take that road trip and fill your gas up with it tank up with gas like is that really where you want to go right well, I don't know. Well, let's talk about that first. <laughs> and so honing in and then going into general strategy. And then if it still feels right, then going into specific action. Right. And most people don't do that. If you pick up the phone and call up most friends, they'll either listen and not say anything or they'll go quickly into action solution. Right. Right. And, and what, but one of my favorite negotiation tactics that I know, you know, and we love it is tell me more. Well, that's one of them, but the, the one of eliciting from someone else, Mm. the words or the feeling of that's right. You got it. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Right. So I actually don't go into strategy anymore. And I learned this from we learned this from the FBI negotiator, Chris Voss, who wrote Never Split the Difference. Right. So we, we use these negotiation tactics on behalf of joy, <laughs> which is really trippy because I think joy has been held hostage for way too long. And so when I'm like listening to someone and I reflect back what I think that they want, and then they go, and, and, I, and I say, so what you're saying is blah, blah, blah. And they go, that's right. Or they go, exactly. And, or they go, you got it. Then I'm like, okay, now I can proceed. It's like a go signal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, the green light. It's the, it's the green light. And, yeah. and, and I think that any coach that I have ever worked with, that I've really loved working with, always, always, always waits to get a green light from me before they dare to advise me. Ooh, okay. Because I've already thought about 20 different options by the time I've sat down in front of somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, chances are I don't need another option. But maybe I need a little bit better thought process. Maybe. And making sure that, like the other day when we were in a group conversation mm-hmm. and we were talking about each one of us has been kind of like massaging our ability to name our why, the thing that motivates us and moves us, right? Yeah. And so this was, we haven't, we don't really call it group coaching. We're just like a group of people like doing our best to be more fully ourselves in the world. Right. And we keep each other up to date on, on what we're doing and how that's going, that kind of thing. But, um, and right now we're focused on social media and stuff, but in order to do well at social media, you have to be really good at articulating your why so other people can follow you and understand you and you attract the right people. And so um, I said to the group, um, I, I'm, I'm midwifing a new world and we were on zoom and you started crying and someone else started getting like extremely graphic visuals of like, you know, (laughs) a naked woman actually giving birth to a planet. And then (laughs) someone else was like nodding her head. And like, like if I would have had the thought of that, why by myself in front of my journal or in my own mind on a walk or something like that, Mm -hmm. it might've been a passing thought. Right. But because I had you guys around, your reactions, your imb- like it was like the whole room on Zoom, just like, like, like you know how the sunflowers like face toward the sun, right? Like that moment of clarity in me was like the sun, and you all were like sunflowers, and you all were just like yeah, like the the yes in that room had a ripple effect in my body. Mm, yes. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and so like, that was a life changing moment for me. And then I looked around and I was like, Oh my God, every single one of you has put up with me, pushing you, prodding you, not letting you get away with crap, smoking you out. Like, (laughs) and then you all started laughing like, Oh my God. Yes. We've been putting up with you. Um, But like, (laughs) like, like in a, but, but with the understanding of, where my pushiness over the years has come from mm-hmm. was the desire to midwife your dreams. Right. And if I sense a baby wants to come out and somebody's like holding their legs crossed, <laughs> I'm going to scream. <laughs> and, and then, and then if the person is having like, you know, emotional flashbacks and they're dissociated from their body because they have their own like epidural that their brain just produced. Right. I'm screaming and they're sitting there looking at me like, like I have three heads. But the thing about me is I don't stop screaming until baby's out. Right. And, and it's like, I, it, I felt strangely appreciated in that moment. Of course you did. Like, like appreciated and understood. Yes. Like more deeply understood by people who already love me and understand me. Right. You know, it's, it's, am I explaining that? Okay. I feel so. No, 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 no. You're, you're articulating it very, very well because it's in, in that moment we all, I mean, I know you had goosebumps. I had goosebumps. 
trying to think. Um, I think maybe some other person. I know there is the graphic imagery, but there, you know, we're all at least at the very, very least nodding our head. And, and you and I actually last week had had a conversation about articulating your why, because we're all on that whole, we've been talking about this for the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I know that like, you know, when I asked my friend Mercedes to, to, um, to write a testimony for me, I had no idea what she was going to say. And and my why came out in like the last sentence and a half of, of her testimony. But for you, it was just like, it, we were so close. It was like the water was, or, or the sauce on the stove mm-hmm. was hot. And you could see the, like the one bubble. Yeah. But the other bubble, but there was no roll, rolling boil. This you was know, a rolling boil. This was an absolute rolling boil. And yeah. everybody was like, oh my gosh, look at it. It's rolling boil. Oh, smell it. Oh, and I can, oh, I can taste it. And their mouth was watering. That's how it was. And it, it, yeah, absolutely. And that was on Saturday. And today is Monday evening. That was Saturday afternoon. So that was like a mere, like what, 48 hours, not, you know, 50 hours. Like, like it's yeah. not even that long ago. It's fresh. And it, and it feels like my life has changed. Mm-hmm. Like my posts at Instagram have gotten sharper and cleaner. My message is clearer. I understand my own craziness better. You know what I mean? Like, like when I'm the only one in the room yelling, sometimes I'm like, am I crazy? And then I'm like, well, I've learned. Okay. So this is where we're talking about intuition before Mm -hmm. um, that you've gotten more intuitive that I have learned over the years. If my intuition says something, I will not betray it. Right. Like if it's like, yes, yes, yes. And the person in front of me is going, but no, but no. And, and my intuition says it for the second or third time mm-hmm. done. And so what you guys gave me was that for me. Mm, okay. Was, oh yes, embodied. And when something is embodied like that, it sticks. Oh yeah. You know? And so so negotiating for joy, articulating why, having that mutual understanding. So then all of a sudden, okay, if we take it back to the original conversation, how do you listen to your heart and hear it clearly? One of the ways I listen to my heart is having it reflected back to me by people who care about me. Mm-hmm. By people who want the best for you. By people oh, but who want your best for you. Yes. 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 And, and I think that what I've been delivering for so many years, which is I don't have an agenda about what you want because I'm not your boss. I'm not a family member, you know, like, like whatever you tell me, as long as it resonates in my body, I don't have like, like if you tell me I want to go to the moon or you want to tell me you want to be a ballerina, I don't care. Like, like as long as it resonates, as long as it resonates. So, 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 so I don't have an agenda for an end result for you. And I've done that for so many years for now, quite a few people that now you're delivering that gift back to me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I want to see communities live this way. Like that's the new earth I want to midwife. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you really want? How can I help you get there? This isn't the right place for you. Let me help you find the right place. But with a genuine sincerity. Right. You know, and, and it it's it's a feeling of, we're in this together and I'm here for you and I care about who you really are. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Who you really are. Yeah. And your place in the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to me, that's love. Oh, yeah. And so if we're talking about tuning into our hearts, we're talking about tuning into love. Mm-hmm. I, and I believe that our hearts are the p- 
parts of us that are really connected with everyone else and everything else in the universe. And that it's our best guidance system. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, when, when you're in alignment, when you're in congruent yes. with what's in your heart, then because what's truly in your heart, I believe, is truly like the essence of your soul. And so when you're incongruent with that, it's it's like you're living your life's purpose. Michelle. Yeah. If you were to have to paint that. (coughs) Sorry. Like when you said being congruent with what's in your heart, the essence of your soul. If you were to have to paint that, what would the image be? Um... The image would be, so, and I don't know why I might have a tickle in my throat. Hold on a second. (coughs) I have to get something to drink. Okay. Take your time. Michelle's being congruent with her body. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say, um, a, a person who is sitting in the yoga position, like where you're just sitting cross-legged with your hands on resting your, like your left hand resting on your left knee and your right hand resting on your right knee. With the palms up or down? With the palms up. Okay. Um, and, and how, and I'm not even seeing, you know, like typically when you talk about your heart, people automatically go to the image of, of, of the shape of a heart. Okay. It, I, I don't have that. I have an image of like a, a round, of like a circle. Mm. Um, not where the heart would be, but not in the center of the body, maybe in between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And so that, and that's radiating out. And then you have on the outside of the image of the person, there's a, like a larger bubble if you will a larger circle around it that's radiating beyond that so so the the smaller part that's radiating from the heart out is like filling up energetically the the body to like that next circle and that next circle would be the soul that's radiating beyond that Mm. does that make sense it it not only make like I my body actually adjusted itself while you were talking. So now I'm sitting in lotus position, mm-hmm. you know, or, or cross-legged position, and and um, my hands are open, and then my fingers. I found them wanting to touch my palm. My middle fingers are wanting to touch like near my wrists, my palm near mm-hmm. my wrist, mm-hmm. and which is very unusual. And so my body just kind of started. My body started responding to your description. Oh wow. And, and so I started feeling that like it, it was almost like as you were describing my heart and my soul in, in a general term, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, because you weren't talking about mine, you were talking about the heart, the soul being congruent, right? Right. Like my heart and soul started responding to your words and lighting up in response Hmm. like like right now I feel a little quieter inside okay a little clearer inside Mm -hmm. like and like there's been adjustments that happen on the inside it's almost like um if I, I get this picture of like a little girl in a cute dress with really cute little curls, you know, <laughs> and, and you look at, the, and the girl is feeling really good about herself and you look at her and you go, Oh, you are just so precious. And look at that sweet little dress and your curls are so cute. And, and, and you, you can feel her lighting up because she's being adored. Right. Yes. You know, and, and I don't, and you know, we've got so much political correctness. I will say, I don't mean it to be that we, because I know that, that there has been a pushback to just not just focusing on a little girl's beauty. Right. You know, but um, obviously there's more to little girls than just their beauty. And 
when you admire somebody's beauty for what it, what's there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they kind of sit taller. Yeah, they do. You know, and, and I think that our society has like kind of like a habit of a negative noticing. And we went from negative noticing of like bodies and things like that to negative noticing of how we actually speak and becoming more and more politically correct to where we're not even being natural when we speak anymore. Like if I want to describe somebody, I go, should I say a black person or African person, you know, a retarded person a mentally challenged, like, and then all of a sudden, like the conversation is no longer natural. Right. But what if we went from, you know, constant negative noticing to constant appreciation? You know, I have an aunt who loves her garden, loves, <laughs> loves, adores, adores, adores her garden. And I said, what do you do out there? Like, cause she's in like Hollywood, Florida. It gets really hot. She's like, oh, I talk to my plants. I tell them how beautiful they are. She goes, and then, you know, somebody's always growing a little too much. So I trim them a little bit. <laughs> and she goes, and then I look at the flowers and they're just so gorgeous. And I go, well, which ones are so beautiful right now? She goes, oh, but they all are. Like, she can't even pick one to tell me. Oh my and, gosh, that's so and, awesome. You know, and and like, like I could just, and, and she treated her, um, like, especially her grandchildren the same way, mm. you know, like, and, and her children as well. But I mean, I was a little girl at the time, but as an adult, I watched her with her grandchildren and, she, right. you know, and just the way that she would light up when she would just even talk about them and, and her voice, you know, if you can imagine somebody's eyes lighting up and their voice lighting up. Oh, yes. I've known people like that. Right? And so that's sunshine. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Right? And it actually does grow things. It grows people. Mm-hmm. It, it grows people. And, and um, so one of the, well, I'd like to share a couple of the practices that we do on a regular basis because a couple of us really needed these assignments on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> I started to call them Doritos because um, because whenever I would send this word to this person, um, I would get a spell check that would turn it to Doritos. So now I call it Dorito time. Um, but the, the, the phrase for the every week, we would have to go over, uh, what did you do right? Your do rights. Mm-hmm. So we started calling them do rights. Instead of Doritos. Well, no, now we call them Doritos. Really? Yeah, because I was like, okay, ready for your do rights? And then I would get a spell check, and the spell check would turn the do right into Doritos. (laughs) So now now I go, it's Dorito time, and we'll we'll have like a 15-minute check-in of do rights. And and, and it's like like combating, I mean, we're warriors in this case, combating the constant negative noticing that the world is habituated to. Mm-hmm. And so we have that conversation. And then the other conversation that we have that also goes along with this um, is, is um, lightning bugs. Like, and the lightning bugs are, you know, when you're going about your day and you get this little niggly that says, I need to call my best friend from 25 years ago. And you're like, where did that come from? That's a lightning bug. Got it. And um, the reason I have 500 million index cards around me at all times is because I capture my lightning bugs often. And if I can't, I get really antsy. Right, right. You know, because I'm like, I got to remember it. I got to remember it. And then you've asked me, like, how do you, like, do these acronyms? It's because of an attempt to remember the things that come to me. Oh, that's what that is. Right? Because I have to catch. It's like a lightning bug catcher. So you have a mason jar. And and so so one of the do-rights for this person would be, how many times did you catch the lightning bugs? Because I would tell her, you know, things like, oh, it sounds like if you do blah, 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 that would be really good for you. She goes, I was just thinking that last week. 
And after like the 50th time of that happening, I was like, you know what? From now on, instead of you saying, I was just thinking of that. Write it down. You got you to either write it down or take action on it immediately. And then that becomes a do right. So her, oh, yeah. her follow through on lightning bugs became Doritos. Oh. Isn't that fun? That's fun. That's awesome. Right? I mean, I think if we call this Doritos and Lightning Bugs, we'd probably get like 5,000 people reading it like in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Doritos and Lightning Bugs. I don't know, Michelle. Can you do a really quick doodle on that one? I'm just kidding. I know it's really late. But, like, but I mean, it's just, it's fun. So that's, those are, those are like, I think that those are coaching habits that anybody can do for themselves. And that when you do it for yourself, then your likelihood of doing it for others is a lot higher. And then you'll increase that in them. Then there's the flip side of things where if you give too much, you might have to pull back and go, I need to get better at delivering criticism. Right. I need to get better at delivering my reason for why I do what I do and what my vision is. I need to get better at delivering negative things because if you're codependent, you might be terrified of somebody else feeling bad. Right. And so you'll take up all this and you'll be like, oh, yes, 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 yes. But then when it comes down to now you have to uh, speak up for yourself, you need both sides. Yes. So I just wanted to balance that out because I know we have people who listen who do have issues around codependency and stuff like that. Um, I think speaking up for yourself is just as important as having your do rights and lightning bugs, because if you have somebody in your life who's pushing you around constantly, you're going to have a hard time really building those do rights and lightning bugs because they're going to keep knocking down your sandcastles. That's true. You know, so, but that's a whole other conversation. So I, but I (laughs) wanted to plant the seed of it because I wanted to have a, it seems like we've really gone into, you know, the whole the wholeness of self-coaching and listening to your heart. Yeah. And it's so profound. Because sometimes you get to tell somebody to F off so that you can listen to your own heart more clearly. Right. Because they're trying to listen to their heart through you. Or what they want, their agenda. Yeah. Agenda. Yeah. Let's be real clear. The heart, the heart, I don't know the, anybody's heart who ever, wants to push around somebody else's heart. No, that's true. Mm -mm. But somebody's agenda, either because of they want power or they're in fear, Mm -hmm. that is what they use to shut down somebody else's heart because they want their way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very kind of edgy conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, when I think about joy-based living, sometimes when I think about the actual words, I think people probably think it is so light and sweet because it doesn't look like karate or punching bags. But trust me, we've got karate and punching bags. Well, because it's tough stuff. You know, one of the things that be, before joy-based living, one of the things when I would talk about you and your coaching style I would say, you know, she's a therapist that focuses on your future instead of your past. <laughs> it, you know, and, and people would go, huh? Oh, they'd either okay. do one of two things, huh? Or, oh, okay, okay. that makes sense, you okay. know. And, um, yeah, because it's cause true. It's like, you know, it's, all right, so we're going to focus on your future. And, of course, your past is going to come up. But we're still right. focused on your future. Right. You know, because if, if, right. if you're, right. yeah. Like if blocks from your past show up, we deal with them. I, and we, we, process, we process the resistances so that we can keep focusing on the future. Right, right. Yeah, I was going to use the, the analogy of, you know, you're in a car driving down the road. And if you haven't changed your oil in a while, then it's probably do that so you could go further. Or if you keep looking out the back window and I'm like, dude, you really need to wash the front window. Yep, because you're kind of swerving Things all over the forward. place. <laughs> yeah, just a little, little, little yeah. crazy over here. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 So, I don't know. Has anything else come to mind? Michelle, I feel like this has just been such a rich conversation. It has. I, I think, yeah. yeah, I think it's been really good. How to listen to your heart and hear it clearly. I guess I would, I would just add one more thing to it. Okay. Um, and that would be laughter and humor. Yes. Like, I know that I'm always poking and, like, tickling and doing things to make you laugh. But, you know, like, and I think there's so much laughter within our, within our relationship mm-hmm. and within our community mm-hmm. that, that it would be, like, remiss. I, I okay, okay, okay. I, on one hand, in a way, I take it for granted because, look, it's the last thing that we're talking about. Right. But it's like it's it's our atmosphere, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's the last thing you describe in in describing like a painting. You you'll often describe not you, but typically people will will describe the the foreground, right? And and the things that are like the main things. Mm-hmm. But if this were a painting, the painting would have laughter coming through it. Mm, yeah. Like, there is a lot of laughter. Because when you're focusing on what your heart really wants and you're going forward and that conversation and that commitment has happened, right. then you can just be like, oh, screwed up again. <laughs> <laughs> or, hey, you got to hear this funny thing that happened. Because your value system is on the same page. You know, you're not there to knock anybody down. You're not there to use laughter to hurt anybody. Right. Now, now it's just a matter of now I can be lighthearted because I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking my heart seriously. I'm honoring it. I'm listening to it. Right. Okay, now let's, you know, let's, let's have a good time and laugh together. <sighs> yeah. Isn't that wonderful? It is wonderful. That feels great. I'm so grateful. So I'm going to put my why into here because I'm excited about it before we end. Okay. We are currently in this conversation together, midwifing a new world of connection <laughs> and joy. And I just want to encourage everyone to please take some time to watch some or all of Michelle's doodling videos just for the sake of feeling like the world is a sweet, good place. Mm-hmm. Because when she's just looking at you through the camera going, hey, you want to doodle? Let's doodle today. Let's get our imaginations. Which way should we have the elephant face? Like, like there's something that happens in the body where the body just goes, oh, it's okay. Life is okay. Mm-hmm. The world's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna be okay, because that's the mental game in the game. You know, in that movie Blindside, when um, like the the football player, and then the the mom, the adoptive mom, she says to, Sandra Bullock character says to him, "I swore I was never gonna ask you this, but like, how did you do it? How did you make it through living?" It, she, he basically grew up in the hood and with a drug addicted mother and like nine brothers and sisters and foster care. How did you do it? He said, every time my mother would do drugs, she would tell me to close my eyes and tell myself that everything was all right in the world. It was all going to be okay. Everything's okay. And like, it was something like that. I know I'm not saying it exactly Mm -hmm. right, but how he talked to himself was the world is okay. It's an okay place. It's a good place. And I think that our world needs that right now. Oh, yeah. Totally needs it. Totally needs it. And, and like, what you're providing in your videos, Michelle, is just a sense of being there. And I I thank you for that. And so um, for anybody who wants to find her videos, just go to joybaseliving.com, click on Lioness. You'll find any one of our blog post podcast and then her link to her YouTube is just right there. It's easier to find it that way than to try to go to YouTube. Um, 
because her name is Michelle Stone Masterpieces, and each one of those words can lead you in different directions at YouTube. <laughs> um, and who knows what their algorithms are doing. So anyway, my name is Debbie Happy Cohen. I'm with Michelle Stone. We're at Joy Base Living, and uh, we are lionesses heralding a new world. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you 